Good morning, CF Paris. How's everybody doing this morning? Y'all good? Come on, if you would, stand up as we get ready. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get right into worship. God, I thank you so much for this day. Lord, I thank you so much that we can come together and worship you. I thank you for what you're doing in this place and in these people, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for this time of year, Lord, we get to celebrate your birth, Lord, and, and the whole reason you came, Lord, to, uh, to live and die, to pay the price for us, Lord. I pray that you uh, bless everything that uh, happens in this place today, Lord. Uh, don't let anybody leave the same way that came in. It's in your name I pray. Amen. All right. All right. I'm excited this morning. We're going to get started with the words of y'all.
quiet our minds and our hearts, to pray, to look to you. You know, your word says to look to the Lord in his strength and seek his face always. We seek your face this morning, God. We look at your strength during this time, during this season. We do come to your altar. We offer you our hearts. Father, help us to fully give our hearts to you. You didn't give us your heart in pieces. You gave us your whole heart. When you gave your son Jesus for us to pay the penalty of our sin. As we reflect on what that means and what Jesus means to us, he means hope, he means peace, he means love, and he means joy. As we reflect on those things during this season, We want to be able to give our whole heart to you. Every situation that we're in, God, we submit it to your rule and your reign and your authority. We ask in return for your hope and for your peace, for your joy, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Right. Yeah. Give the Lord a hand clap this morning. You may take your seats. Say hello to somebody as you do so. Look across the aisle. We have a a special word from one of our church leadership members, our elder Greg Smith. He's going to share with us right before we take up the offering, and then, uh, come on up here, sorry, man. then we'll, we'll do our announcement video after that. Woo, were y'all blessed this morning? Do you realize how blessed you are from that first song? You're a child of God. Not everybody's a child of God. Some people will tell you that, but the ones that he favors are his child. The ones that he chose are his child. And that's what they were singing about. And in that song, they talked about freedom. And then the second song, they talked about being free. And then the third song, they talked about why. Because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You are blessed this morning. You are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. But there's another reason I want you to know you're blessed. Did y'all get one of those this morning? Some of you may have missed one. I sent out an email this week to a church-wide distribution list, but 
as technology goes, that doesn't always go to everybody. And some folks have their email set up to where it blocks certain people, and I may be one of them you've got blocked. I don't know. Okay? But folks, uh, there are a lot of churches across this country, and they are many, many great churches. But I want you to know you are blessed to be a part of this church. Blessed more than you realize. Go ahead. And with that, these envelopes have a little note in them. But uh, we've been doing this now since like 2015. I don't know if y'all realize this is like Melissa and Corey's eighth Christmas with us. Ninth, ninth Christmas with us. I can't keep up with it anymore. But ninth Christmas with us. The young lady that was singing over here that did such an awesome job. I mean, she was going into the, she was in the third grade or something when she came here. So, uh, but take this, look at the note inside, and uh, those of you that got the email, God will bless you for blessing our leadership. Bless Corey and Melissa for all that they do. And I say there is a lot of places in this county, in this country, that you could go and not be blessed the way that you are when you come in here every week. Bless them, and God will bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Greg Smith has been a lot a part of this church membership for how many years? 88 years, all right, yeah. I know he looks pretty young, but he takes his vitamins every day. No, we really appreciate Greg, too. He's a, he's a huge help of guidance and leadership to this church. We appreciate him. Um, He's a, a solid rock that we're able to go to and lean on um, in difficult times and in good times for advice. So we appreciate you too, uh, Greg. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to pray and we'll let the ushers come up and go ahead and we'll receive our tithes and offerings this morning and we'll play that announcement video. Heavenly Father, thank you so very, very much that we can give back to you out of the abundance you've given to us even when things are scarce, that we can, we can still give something back to you. We love you, God, and we appreciate all that you do for us. Thank you, God. Amen. What's up, CF Paris? We are so excited that you have joined us today. We have just a few announcements for you. First off, start here. This is a class that's, that is next Sunday. If you have any questions, what we're about, what we do, any church questions, this is where you start. Pastor Greg, or we call him Pastor G, will be there to answer any of those questions on that day. All right, few Christmas announcements for you. First of all, our gifts of love cards. There's still some left out in the lobby. If you'd love, if you want to pick one of those up and get a gift card for a homebound senior, that would be so awesome. Um, all the foster kids cards were picked up. If you did pick one of those cards up, um, we would love if you could get those toys and presents back to us unwrapped as soon as possible so we can get them where they need to go. And Christmas Eve service, our Christmas Eve candlelight service, carols, it's just, we love it so much. It's going to be on Christmas Eve <laughs> at 5.30. So that way it's plenty dark. We light the candles. It's just one of my favorite moments. I love it. So we're super excited to be back in person at 5.30 on Christmas Eve. I think that's it. That's it. All right. 
We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Here we go. Bye bye. Come on. Yeah. Two. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Somebody come on. Stop. Oh. Stay on. Hold. How about that? Um, man, it's fun to be here. I, uh, it's, it's always, it's always so, 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 so very humbling. Um, this Sunday, the Sunday that they pull out the red and green envelopes and my wife goes, oh God, do we have to be there? Um, so just to, just to kind of, not to let you think that, that doing something like that gives us the big head, um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you how, how just completely moronic and stupid I can be at times. We're talking about worry. Do not worry. I, I mean, it's the title of the, the series. This week, we, uh, we started having some microphone issues last week that we, we were really aware of, we noticed, and so we tried something different. We, we took our wireless receivers and we moved them to the back, thinking, well, maybe because of all the decorations, there's some interference, so it needs direct line of sight. It's 300 feet, though, so we're good. 300 feet, direct line of sight, we're going to put them at the back, no worries. In my mind, while I'm preaching, do not worry. Last song starts. It's going. It's worshipful. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I raise my hands high up in the air. And then it gets to the part where Will just like, just starts singing. And I'm like, oh. And then I hear the microphone cutting out. And my first thought is, oh, God, my hand's in the way. I'm blocking line of sight. Man. There you go. There's, there's my humble story for the day. Um. <laughs> Guys, I, I'm, I'm really excited about wrapping up this, uh, this series here today and, and with, with the sole reason of just the idea of you and I have the opportunity to walk a life, to live a life that, that doesn't live in fear, that doesn't walk in anxiety, that doesn't spend sleepless nights worried, depressed, hurting. Jesus gave us the answer, and today what I really want to do is dive right into when he finally gets to the answer. Over the last few weeks, we've been in Matthew chapter 6, verses just 24 through 34. And last week, I asked you guys if you would just take the time to read that verse daily. Verses. 11 verses, would you read them daily? I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up because, well, all right. 
I'm going to ask you to do it again today. I'm, I'm prefacing that now so you can prepare your answer when we get there. But basically, we get to the conclusion of what Jesus says in this passage, verses 24 through 34, where Jesus says, do not worry. And if you haven't been here, he's made some amazing points along the way. The first thing that he really wants to show us, that he really wants us to see in understanding worry, he says, (coughs) (laughs) okay, we're going to try that again. The first thing he says is you can't, worry doesn't, doesn't benefit you at all. There's no benefit. There's no added, added life to it. There's no, there's no rising above the situation. Like worry doesn't add anything to your life. No matter, no matter how good of a worrier you are. And some of you are really good. No matter how good of a worrier you are, you have never not once benefited your life by worrying. Now, understand, God, Jesus, in talking here, he doesn't advocate irresponsibility either. Don't worry doesn't mean that you're free to not do anything. It it, it means, what it it means is, is you don't have to have anxiety over something that you have no control over anyway. That's the future. That's tomorrow. That's everything that I'm facing. That's my life. But to worry about it, if I have no control over it by worrying, to worry about it then is to waste my time, and my time is my life, so worry is a waste of life. I'm throwing it away every time I do it. The second thing that Jesus has pointed out through this situation, through this, this, uh, this speech, and, and, and I want you all to catch something. When, when Jesus is talking, we a lot of times take little bits and pieces from Scripture and apply it to our lives. This was, Jesus was talking. He was having a conversation. Everything in here just kind of is cohesive. It works together. Even back to the very first verse, verse 24, where, where oh, God, he's talking about our money. We, we, don't, like to, we don't like to go there. But the reason is, it's because that's an area where we feel like we need to control. We need to have control. And if we have control, then then we need to worry about it because we have control. And so Jesus is kind of just taking this whole thing, not little bits and pieces, this whole thing and saying, "Let let me talk to you about your life. Let me share with you why you don't have to worry. And he says, the reason you need to understand that the Father cares for you more than anything else. Like, do you, do you grasp that? Do you understand that he, he loves you, he thinks about you more than he thinks about the, the, the birds of the air or, or a flower in the field, and yet, and yet look at how they survive. Do you grasp, do you get that your Father loves you so much? And then you and I have the opportunity to be in constant communication in a relationship with the only one who knows and can control the future. So my worry does nothing for the future, whereas I know my God controls the future. 
And then the third thing that Jesus gets to through these, these kind of being this foundation that we need to understand and really, really hold on to, he takes those and he leads us into this third one we're going to talk about today. We've already kind of, I've already started alluding to it, but it's, it's this idea that the things that you're most devoted to are the very things that you worry about the most. If you give your time, your life, the amount in a single day to a single situation, then you're devoting time to that issue. So the things that you're most devoted to are the things you worry about the most. See, we think about it backwards. We like to think that the things that we worry about the most are the things that we're devoted to the most. But if we're honest with ourselves, did I say that backwards? I've gotten myself confused. We like to say, when we rewind that, so the, we like to say the things that I'm most devoted to are the things that I worry about the most. That's what we believe. But if we're honest with ourselves, and what Jesus is trying to point out for you is think about your day. Don't determine what it is you think you're worried about. Think about your day and now your devotion, the amount of time you spend in that day. That determines what it is you're worrying about. He's saying, hold up. Don't sit there and just imagine your devotion is this when, when really you're giving all this time to this other, to your worry. Right now, your worry defines your devotion. Because your worries lead you to the most time that you spend in a day. Which in turn impacts our emotion. It impacts our, our feelings. It impacts our everyday, our walk of life. So, if, if what we're devoted to, or if what we're worried about really does determine what we're devoted to, what if we could change our devotion? Because of the amount of time we give something that causes all this then worry, what if we changed our devotion? Would it not then affect the emotion? I want to pick back up on the, the very last verse that we said last week in Matthew 6.31. And again, I, I want to pick up here because this, this is a continual text. This is a thought that, that everything just kind of feeds off of the next line. Jesus is giving you a, a total thought, not, not bits and pieces, not snippets, not refrigerator magnets. He's, he's giving you life. Last week, we picked up here in verse 31, or we, we, we ended here in verse 31. We said, Jesus says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Now, you and I know, as we said, that, that these were the worry points of the people of that day. Not necessarily what you and I are most worried about. Now, what we're worried about could lead to <laughs> where we're sitting there wondering about, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to, where are we going to sleep? But, but our, our emotions are, are wrapped up around just different issues. It's a different culture. It's a different day and age. Jesus was talking to them. The Bible was written for us. This is God's word, the benefit for each and every one of us. So in their time, they were dealing with a struggling culture where it really was, where they were looking for their daily food. Where am I going to find bread for today? 
Where am I going to eat today? For us, it's, it's a little different. We walk around wondering, God, will my job survive this economy? God, will, will I be able to continue to provide for my family? God, what about, what about this? How can I ensure a future for myself? How can I be certain a loved one is going to be taken care of? We have legitimate questions, legitimate concerns, just like those people in those days had legitimate questions, legitimate concerns. What am I going to eat today? What am I going to wear? What are my kids going to wear today? And Jesus is saying, hold on. You don't have to spend time stressed out over those things. Listen to what he says in this next line. In verse 32, he continues on. Remember, continuation. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans, now pagans, and he's just using a word, making a correlation with people who don't believe there's a God. It literally just translates as this is an individual who does not believe there's a God, much less believes that God hears our prayers, much less believes that God cares for you and I. So for the pagans, they run after all these things. Now, guys, when he says this, it parallels what he's already been saying. So do not worry, saying what shall we eat? What shall we drink or what shall we wear? So you, it's important you don't miss this because the parallel is the pagans, they also worry about. They also seek after. They also devote their time, their lives to these same worries that you do. Guys, it's, it's important you don't miss this. Jesus is saying... You say you believe there's a God, yet you act like people who don't believe there's a God. When we worry, when I worry, when you worry, your witness, how people see you live, proclaims there's no God in my life. Look, this, this series has been tearing me up. And I've had to recognize areas that I told myself I don't care about. They don't mean much to me because something else is so much more important. And yet my mind would sit there and process and work over and, and try and fix this issue when, when my devotion, my love was somewhere else. It said. But think about that. When you worry, how people see you live, your testimony says there's no God in my life. Or at least, I don't think he's big enough to care about me. Or at least, I don't think he's big enough or able to handle or do anything about my situation. 
or I don't think he's able or loves me enough. He may be capable, but he's not going to do it for me. Your proclamation, your life lived in worry tells everybody else God's not working for me. We live in a culture today where there's more to worry about than there ever has been before. We're more aware of what to worry about than we ever have been before. It's always been there. Everything that worries us, everything that we need to worry about has always been there since the day we were born. We, we just kind of catch it along the way and then choose to get worried about it. We hear about it, and now we got to be concerned and worry ourselves about it. When we couldn't do anything before, and we still can't do anything now. Now, if you can, God's already told us that. Jesus has already said, look, you do what you can do. You do what you're able to do. I've put gifts in you. I've put talents in you. It's time for you to rise up and use them. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you've done all that it is you can do that day, then you say, God, I give you tomorrow. But here's the thing. Every single one of us, there's more, we, we are now more aware of our worries than we ever have been in our life. Every one of us runs into people that are also worried about, in essence, the exact same things that worried about it, it may not be the same specific but it's it's the same general worries it's the same general concerns everybody that you bump into is dealing with the same thing and so Jesus is saying as you go about your day as you run into people in your everyday life people who have the same worries that you do if they say there's no God and you say there is, should there be a difference between the two of your lives? Or are you just living as if there's no God? Our response to the same situation that both the non-believer and the believer run into should be so different from the non-believer that they recognize something different in us. They should be able to look at our lives and say, look, what you're walking through is crazy. But you don't seem worried. Their response when they see you, I, I, they know you, so they know, look, we, I know you're not being irresponsible. But, uh, but aren't you worried? Aren't you afraid? So, for those of us who face the same circumstances but refuse to be bound by worry what happens guys is is all of a sudden your light becomes so much more obvious to everybody around you Jesus is saying look if you give in to worry if you get distracted by worry there might as well not even be a God in you because your light doesn't shine any different than the non-believer. Guys, your struggles, your, your temptations, your, your circumstances, they're common to everybody. We all love to believe that we're the only one in the world going through it. 
difference is not the challenge. The challenge that we face, the trial we face, that's not the difference. The only difference should be your response. Don't worry. Don't fret about. Don't get bent out of shape. Don't run after. Where am I going to live? What am I going to eat? Or what am I going to wear? That's what people who don't think there's a heavenly father worry about. You should be different. He finishes out this same verse. And your heavenly father knows that you need him. Again, guys, what separates the non-believer from the believer is the very belief that God cares for us and knows the very things that you need. Do you really believe your Heavenly Father knows that you need these things? But do you? Do you really know that your Heavenly Father knows whatever issue it is you're going through right now? Because if you knew, our response should be different. Because, look, you'll only not worry when you learn, when you believe that he knows. If you really could come to the conclusion... Like, 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 let's, say, let's say God himself showed up. You're praying tonight. You're going home. I'm going to send you home with a, another assignment. And, and you're going to sit there. I've got to read Matthew 6 again. And God shows up. But it wasn't like a weird thing. Like you're like, oh, God, I love you. Thank you. It's, I'm glad you showed up. I need to talk to you. Because you're used to it because he shows up all the time for you. Okay, walk with me. What if in that moment he looked at you in that relationship that y'all had, in that comfortability that y'all had, he showed up and he said, I, I know, I know. I'm on it, I know. What would happen to your level of worry? I mean, like, seriously, what would happen to your level of worry? And, and yet Jesus knows this. He knows that we need that. He knows that we need comforting. He knows that, that our minds don't grasp it all. He gets it. He knows that our minds say, I'm, I'm worried, I'm concerned, I don't know how this is going to work out. He gets all that. So, so he takes the time to tell us, look, I got a solution. Your worry, your worry would decrease exponentially. If you could know that you know that your father knows what you need. Do you believe there's a God or not? And now, now he comes to the solution, the conclusion. Again, this is, this is one big whole thing. And he says, in light of all of this, Coming back to the, the very idea he introduced at the very beginning in verse 24 where he says, you can't serve God and all of your stuff. Everything else that your mind concerns itself over. He's coming back to the issue of your time, your focus, your devotion. And he says the solution to worry is to redirect your primary focus. Redirect your devotion. Look, look here at how he, how he opens up this statement, giving us the solution. 
We know that verse. There's a refrigerator magnet right there. But hold up. This is, this is a continual thought. This is, this is one whole thing that he's trying to give us. But seek first. So Jesus, are you implying that what I've been seeking first ain't working? Look, guys, in other words, right there, there it is. What you've been seeking first is wrong. It's the wrong thing. What you've been seeking, what you've been devoted to, what you've been giving your mind time to is leading you into worry. What you've been seeking first is the very reason why you're emotionally messed up. It's the result of being devoted to, it's seeking the wrong thing first. Being devoted to the wrong thing first. So Jesus says the solution. The solution is a, a transfer of, of devotion. It's, it's shifting the primary focus. Because again, your devotion, your focus determines where it is you worry. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. As opposed to to everything else that comes up in our minds. Your school, your grades, your job, your family, the house, the kids, the loneliness, the hurt, the anger. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And Jesus says all those other things, your, your father knows about them. But as long as that is your primary devotion, as long as that issue is your primary focus, as long as you focus on financial security, as long as you focus on a happy marriage, as long as your primary focus is, is the kids that, that act responsible, as long as your primary focus, your worries, your concerns is all about getting that job, landing the right benefits, doing it this way or that way, or making sure the future works out. As long as your primary focus, as long as your primary devotion is any one of those any other things, then you're going to worry. But what if we shifted our first? What if we shifted our, our primary focus and instead... Here it is. And instead surrendered every area, every aspect of our lives. When we worry, what we're doing is we're not surrendering that aspect, that area. God, you can't control this. I'm holding on to it and I'm going to worry about it. God, I surrender all ex except, except I'm going to have to hold on to this little bit right here because I got to have control over it. I got to make sure it happens just this way. What if we surrendered all? Not just a segment, not just uh, the areas that we're worried about, but all, everything. There has to be a shift in our focus. We have to seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. What does that mean? It's, it's not complicated. 
It's not even theological. Like we don't have to sit here and break down the Greek. Jesus simply wants us to seek his agenda for the world. And then to put our agenda, whatever it is, and, and as concerned as we are about it, but to take that and put it second behind his agenda. Let me, let me sum it up with these words. When you pray, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In my life, in my world, in every one of my concerns, in every one of the things that I know means something to me, in every one of the things that I know then means something to you because I mean something to you, and if this means something to me, then I know, I know, God. Thy kingdom come. I'm concerned about it. I'm worried about it. But, but God, I, I trust your will first. To seek first the kingdom of God, it simply means praying something along the lines of, God, look, you, you know how bad this situation is. You know how bad I've, I've prayed to, to be married. God, you know how bad I've prayed for my marriage to work. God, you know how bad my, my finances are. God, you know how great my finances are. Whatever it is, God, you know this and you know how bad I'm concerned about this you know I worry about this and you know that I don't know how it's going to work out God I don't know how this is going to work out and and it concerns me it worries me but nevertheless God I want you to work in and through every aspect I want your will to be done in my life, Lord God, right here, in my marriage, in my kids, in my job, in every aspect of my life, your will be done, God. I seek your kingdom first, everything else second. It, it really, like, like saying it, it's, it's, it's almost just too simple to say. It's a shift of your focus. Quit focusing here, start focusing here. Ta-da! But come on, man, I've taken three weeks. And sadly, some of you are going to walk out of here still worried about it. I've taken three weeks, and sadly, first thought that comes to my head is, oh, my God, what am, I'm blocking the signal. But that really is how stupid most of our worries are. My hand doesn't interfere with that signal any more than you can interfere with what it is you're worried about. So, God, I've shifted. Instead of being committed to myself, my worries, my concerns, my world, instead of trying to get you to answer my prayers, God, I'm still going to pray. And I'm still going to let you know every concern, every need that I have, but at the end of every prayer. At the end of every day, when, when I'm tempted to worry about tomorrow and, and that worry's outcome, I'm going to say, you know what? I believe. 
that God knows what I need. And I know that God already knows what I want because I've shared that with him. But God, you knowing what I need and God, you knowing what I want, I still step back and say, sincerely, your will be done in my life more than what I want in my life. Guys, when we make that transfer, that shift, that, that, that primary focus, when it, when it shifts, when our devotion changes, something happens to your worry. I, I've, I've seen it time and time and time again. Probably you've seen it, not in somebody else's life, but in your own. Because there's areas of your life that you walk around confident in because God has shown you his ability. And yet, we don't transfer that to everything. We just say, well, God, God did that, but this, I now, I now need to worry about. I've seen God do it time and time again. And Jesus is saying, look, I, I know you're freaked out. I know you're worried. To those people, he was saying, I know that you're wondering where your next meal's coming from. I know you're worried about making clothes, about having the money to make clothes, about having the material to make clothes so that your kids can just have something to wear and not be worn out and tattered because they've worn that same piece for so long. He says, I understand that. But I'm telling you, you stop worrying by shifting your devotion." your primary focus because because what you're seeking first it hadn't been working and he invites us he invites each and every one of us to to just come and surrender all to him it really is as simple as coming before him and saying God my all my all my good marriage my bad marriage My finances, my I don't got none. All of it, my future, my health, my relationships, I'm surrendering everything to you, God. And then at the end of every prayer, after, after God that I've told you everything it is that I, that, I, that I think I need, I'll pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Because I'm trusting you for tomorrow. And I'm praying that you would be glorified, that your kingdom would be glorified, even in my situation, Lord God. So I pray that you would use me to shine brighter, to be a different response than the person out there who doesn't even believe that there's a God. That people would be better off because of even my circumstance. <laughs> You may say, Corey, that's, uh, I don't, that kind of scares me. I don't know if I can let that go. I don't know if I can do it. And my response back to you is, all right, well, then continue worrying about it. See how good that does you. I mean, I, too, I preached two weeks just on worry doesn't do nothing for you, but no, go ahead. Keep on. I, I, I make light of it, but I'm telling myself this, the same thing every day. Because I find my mind immediately wants to go to, I need to worry about it. I need to fix it. I need to control it. And then here's the beauty of all of this. There's a surprise ending. 
He continues on. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in all these things. What things? Everything you're worried about. Everything you are worried about. All the things you're concerned about. All the things you don't have control over. All the things that you don't know how they're going to work out. You don't even know if it's going to work out. All those things that you're concerned about will be taken care of as well. And all these things will be given to you as well. Wait, hold up. Come on, God, I got a timeout. Come on, I got a question. So everything that I've been worried about, all these years, I've been racking my brain over this issue. I have spent sleepless nights. I have been countless days worried about this. Because this is important. But I haven't gotten anywhere with it. You're telling me that if I simply just don't worry, that if I seek you first, then then this thing that I'm worried about gets taken care of? That's what he says. All these things will be given to you as well. Why? Why? Because you're more important to God than any bird, than any flower, than any issue, any problem that you're dealing with. You are more important to him than everything. And he's invited you to call him Heavenly Father. He's invited you into a relationship with him. He's invited you to say, God, I thank you that you are in control. A personal relationship with the maker and the creator of everything, but the maker and creator of everything, but there's only one thing that bears his thumbprint. There's only one thing that he looked at and he said, that right there is made in my image. That's how you know that he cares more for you than he does the birds or the flowers. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Uh, Who's ever heard the phrase, one day at a time? Usually followed by something like, sweet Jesus. (laughs) If If you've ever been through the AA program, man, you know, you know, you know, one day at a time. Somebody else said that. Some 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, somebody had the wherewithal, the knowledge, and the love for you to say, I want to make sure you know this, to say, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Just take one day at a time. Tomorrow, tomorrow, you'll have worries tomorrow. There will be thoughts that immediately jump into your head tomorrow. But tomorrow, I'm going to be there just like I'm right here for you right now. Each day has enough trouble of its own without you sitting there making up troubles for tomorrow. 
So when your mind begins to wrap its emotion, its concern around tomorrow, he says, that's when you stop and you say, no, thy will be done in my tomorrow. I've done all I can do today. I fully trust you with my tomorrow. <laughs> One day at a time, sweet Jesus. One day at a time, my Lord. Jesus says, I'm giving you permission not to obsess over tomorrow because I will be in your tomorrow. Be responsible with today. But then at the end of the day, say, thy will be done, Lord God, in my tomorrow, in my world, as it is in heaven. Guys, as the, uh, the band goes ahead and, and comes on up. Oh, I'm, I'm out of line back there. My bad. There you go. Um. I, I, I want to I close out, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you another assignment. <laughs> Look, last week's was easy. If you couldn't read 11 verses every day, shame on you. But don't fret. You've got another chance. Here we go. The beauty about it, you can sit there and say, well, I don't know where my Bible is. How many of y'all have one of these things? Like, don't, don't even pull them out. Don't, don't, don't. And those that are tuning in online, you really have no excuse. Like, there's, you know you have something. Bible.com. It really is that easy. Reading plans, Bible, the whole Bible, in any version, in any language. I mean, it's crazy. Technology has made us see what there is to worry about, but it's also made some things really easy to access for you to be able to share with friends and family or just to be able to use for your own Matthew 6 24 through 34 here's what I'd like you to do take some time this week continuing to read those 11 verses but but take some time to write down every area every aspect anything you can think of that concerns your life Start with the things you worry about and, and, and just, just list them all. Your, your family, your job, your security. Just, just go through and label the things specific for you. Label every area of your life that, that just comes to mind. Make a list. And then reread this passage. Reread this passage, and as you pray, I, I hope you say, God, I know what happens when I hold on to all of this. I worry. I worry because I want for there to be certainty. I want there to be assurances in my future. I, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I'm worried. But God, I... I I know where that's gotten me today. I know that it's actually made my life harder, the challenges harder, my goals even harder. I know what it's done to my relationships. I know what it's done to my health, my mental health, my everything, Lord God. I, I know, I know what those things, what all of these things, God, I know what they've done. I know that as I've worried about them, it's gotten me nowhere. 
So I want to say, Lord God, today I'm changing my devotion. I'm changing my focus. I'm changing my way of thinking. Redirecting, Lord God. All, all of these things, they, they still matter. They still concern me. They, 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 they still make me want to worry. I still care about them. But Lord, I want to, I want to know what it means to, to seek your face. I want to know what it means to seek you first, your kingdom, your righteousness first. So Lord God, I'm, I'm letting you have this. It, it, it sounds, it sounds really sim simple, simplistic, but please don't, don't just go home this week. Find five minutes, an hour, whatever it turns into. Just sit down for one and start writing down the things. And as you're writing down those things, and reread through that scripture. God, I'm letting you have all of this. God, you're going to be more important to me than, than all of this. Even though you know and I know they concern me, they worry me. I'm letting go of my need to worry about it. I'm instead saying, thy will be done. I surrender. When you do this, guys, and, and I keep saying it's simple. The saying it is simple. It's, it's a big step of faith. It is. It's a big step of faith. Because we love to control. We love to think that we're, we're responsible and, and we can do it. and We can't. But there's a God who loves you so much that he sent his one and only son. Man, to be crucified upon Calvary's cross solely because the relationship that he wanted to have with you had been severed because so many years before, you and I said, nah, God, I'm good. I got this. I want to control this. I'm going to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. We tore up a relationship that God had perfected. And when we tore it up, God still said, man, I love you too much to let you just walk away. big step of faith God I'm shifting my focus from my kingdom to you and yours from my world from my concerns and my worries I'm shifting to you and yours you conquer worry by surrendering your life to God's agenda for your life by ending every day by ending every prayer with God your will be done thy kingdom come on earth in my life in my situations as it is in heaven we all stand with me as I pray. I could, I could ask for those that have something that they're worried about to raise their hands, but the truth is every single one of us, guys, every one of us has something that we're worried about. What I'm concerned about today is your response to that worry. Heavenly Father, I come before you today, Lord, and I thank you. Father, I praise you and I give you glory, Lord Jesus. I thank you for who you are and for everything that you've done. For your son that was sent for my life, Lord God, that, that gave me restoration, that gave me life. So, Lord, right now, because of your love, because of, of what you've done for me, Lord God, because I know that I know that I know that you care about me, God, I can take these concerns and these worries and I can give them to you. Across the room, tuning in online, look, it, whatever it is, whatever worry you're concerned with, I, I don't need to hear about it. You don't need to write it out online. But, 
But man, just, just lift your hands and say, God, I'm giving you this. I surrender all. God, I surrender all. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, I pray for individuals across this room, for those that are tuning in online, watching this, Lord God, even weeks, months from now, Lord Jesus. Father, that we would look to you, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith, Lord, but God, we would understand, we would know that as the author, Lord Jesus, you designed, crafted, and built us. You cared for us. You breathed life into us. Our lives carry your thumbprint, Lord God, and because of that, you're concerned, you're worried, if you will, about us. And so, Lord God, the things that we're concerned about, we turn them over to you, Lord God, because we can't control them. We can't do anything about them, Lord Jesus. We, we worry about them, and, and we want them to work out, Lord God, but we know only you can help them to work out. And so, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done, Lord Jesus, the best that you want. Let that happen in each and every individual's life across this room. It's in the name of your Son that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hold on, guys. Hold on just a second. Don't, 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 don't. don't. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Look, real quick as you leave, I, I, I want to I address one thing. I want for you guys, I think a lot of times... We automatically assume that it's the pastor's responsibility to, to have a conversion message and to bring people to the front and ask them about Jesus. But, but you've brought guests here today that don't know me from anybody. I don't have a relationship. I'm not going to lunch with them right after this. They're going to have questions about this message. Because they worry. Just like you worry. But what's your response? Look, I, I, I prayed hard about this. I, I thought about having a, a big altar call at the end of this, but the truth is, guys, I, I want this to last. And the way it lasts is through relationships when they see that you're not worried about the same things that they're going through. And so, look, I'm telling you, today, tomorrow, take somebody to lunch and have a conversation with them. Share with them the differences in your life, what God has done for you, the reason that you know you can be joyful this season, not the reason that you have to worry about what's coming up Christmas. I don't know if I can, what's going to happen, how will I? No, God, I thank you for the birth of a Savior. Let me tell you about what Jesus did for me. It's your opportunity. It's your opportunity to change this community. It's your opportunity to change this world. We do it together, out there, not here out there every day monday tuesday at your job wednesday thursday at your school every day this is what we do we let our lives reflect his light and in that guys your lives are going to change you're going to see this community change by what he is doing through us come on god bless you guys y'all have a wonderful wonderful afternoon come on